In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. All right, today we are talking about the four phases of treatment. Did you know there were four phases? If you thought there were three or thought there were five, you were mistaken either way. There are four. This is yet another concept that I kind of deconstructed with the way that I treat patients and put it into a framework into pelvic PT essentials. So in that course, we go over a ton about this, but we're going to do some quick hitting things. And I think this will help you guys to really assess are you treating patients as thoroughly as you possibly can? And it also, if really, if you do this well, patients buy into pelvic PT, patients have lasting relief of symptoms. There is not as many questions about how long is this going to take? How many visits is this going to take? It shifts the conversation from how many visits is this going to take to what are we actually going to achieve in each of these phases. And then when you've achieved your goals, that's when you're done. So that could take four visits for some people. It could take 17, 25 a year. Like I feel like using this framework helps people to answer that question a lot better for patients. If you can pinpoint what phase of treatment these people are in. So what's a sign that somebody needs to be better utilizing something like the four phases of treatment? How can you tell if you're a pelvic PT, you're doing your thing, What are some signs that you need a little bit of a framework like this? Some signs of help is if you have a lot of patients that you think it's all going really well, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, I think I'm done. I'm doing so great. And they self-discharge. That's an evidence that kind of like, oh, dang it. If ever you're feeling like, oh, dang it, like we weren't quite done yet in your mind, but they are this is an example of where that can really help. Another example would be if somebody is, yeah, like overly questioning how many visits is this going to take, then you haven't done a very, potentially haven't done a very good job of really putting their whole plan of care into this framework for them. And they're too, a little bit too focused on like the visit amount versus the actual goals that they're going to achieve in each of these phases. The kind of person who's challenging you at almost every visit of like, oh, are we almost there yet? Yeah, like or, how long is this going to take? Like I thought, you know, my better? symptoms, yeah, my, I don't feel like I'm any better, that kind of a thing. You said what if else? patients are returning with the same oh, symptoms. Yeah. So if you, later. right. So if you are like seeing a patient and they're like, awesome, like you are done with your six to eight visits plan of care. And then you're like, they come back three, four months later and you're like, oh, what are you doing now? And they've, it, they have not progressed their activity and they're having the same symptoms. And I would also say for the, if you guys are business owners out there, I know not all of you are on this clinical side, but 
For those business owners, this is a lot of times where you get somebody coming for two or three visits and then all of a sudden care is too expensive. Yeah, where all of a sudden, like they were totally fine at the first couple of things. And then now all of a sudden, if you're getting like a lot more cancellations or somebody's shifting their visits a lot or being like, oh, no, that's okay. I'll just skip this week is kind of a sign that they don't quite understand where they're fitting into these four phases. So the way you talk about it, it's almost like an orientation for both you and the patient where you guys both kind of have an understanding of where you are, what the immediate goal is, and then also what the long-term goal is. Yeah. So, and this is something that I'm thinking about this whole time. And this is where we've talked about in another podcast, I forget which number, but the last 10 of the evaluation, this is really where you are articulating to the patient, like, where are we going with this whole thing? And you have to understand that as a PT before you can articulate that very well to a patient. This reminds me so much. We actually did a podcast on this, but we had patient was coming in and seeing a member of our team and then everything went to hell with coronavirus and we were shut down and everything else. And she ended up doing a remote consult with you. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. Where we were like, when you're just missing the one thing. Yeah. And you came to the point of our team member had done everything right physically. She was progressing her all the right way. She was, the patient was, knew she was getting better. getting better. Had gotten everything done, but like one symptom was left, but she didn't really feel like she understood the plan where she was in the process. Yeah. And it took me, I mean, the remote session was like an hour and it took me that whole time to figure out like, okay, I've obviously trained this staff person. So she's doing a good job. And I'm just like, day, all of this, all, you know, going through all of the things And finally, you know, we ended up coming to that conclusion where it was just like, you're just missing that framework. She just didn't know where she fit into these phases and therefore was questioning whether or not she was, you know, successful, getting better, right? And all that kind of stuff. So that's another kind of signpost if you're not really having this framework working for you is if somebody's like kind of confused or you think they're getting better and they're not really sure if they are, like it's all this like kind of communication confusion on their treatment plan. And if you use this framework and you're constantly thinking about it and constantly articulating to your patient in certain ways on how they fit in, then you really cut down on a lot of that confusion and communication issue. I have a total aside. Okay, Okay, go. I just think it is so cool how so many times the business and clinical lessons line up completely. Because we talk about this in business all the time. Donald Miller says this perfectly. Nobody likes walking into a fog. Nobody likes walking into something where they don't really understand where they are, what the next step is, everything else. We talk about that on the marketing side all the time. But it's the same thing. This is why it's like when we work with PTs, it's so exciting because they already have they're like the the karate kid of business people because they've already done like the wash the car. They've already done the clean the oh, windows, paint the fence, paint the fence, right? They've already, you already have all these skills and it's just like, Oh my gosh, if you just translate that to getting in the ring and fighting, if you translate that to, to the business side, it's like you guys are unstoppable once you do, but it's the same thing where it's like, you just don't, you never want to be questioning where you are, what the next step in the plan is as on the patient side. And I think that this, there's a couple things with that, right? There's the 
do you understand as the PT where this person is in the, in the whole system? So there's that. And then are you communicating that well to your patient? And does your patient pick it up what you're putting down sort of a thing on it? And there do there is still some challenges with that conversation. But I think that all too often, you know, us PTs are almost like take it to heart a little bit or like, oh no, like if this person's asking me well, how when am I going to get better? They want to know how many sessions and we're, we're projecting our insecurity that we don't really know exactly how many sessions it's going to be, that they're challenging us on that. And really what they're asking is that, am I on the right track? And really this four phases of treatment is really defining what that track is and not necessarily putting a visit limit. In fact, in public PT essentials, I only put a visit range on the first phase. And then all the other ones are completely dependent on the patient and the diagnosis and prognosis and a lot of other things. I love that setting the track for them so they can see where they're going. And then I also love the point of there's two pieces of this. One is knowing where you are as the physical therapist. And two is being able to communicate that with patients. I like that that's you, I could see that it would be difficult if you got lost potentially with like, where are we going with these? We've been doing the same thing for four weeks in a row. Right. And that's where we start to get into symptom chasing because now we're starting to feel bad that they're asking us when they're going to get better. And now we're just like, well, like, well, let me just provide value for you on this one day because I feel bad that like you're questioning me on your overall progress. And so we're like, okay, well, oh, so this, okay, so your SI joints hurting. So let me just do a few things there. How does that feel? Great. And then, then you're start, you're the one who's starting to perpetuate this like, whack-a-mole situation, which further leads them down the path of like, what am I actually really doing? What am I here for? Is this even related to my incontinence? Like what is going on? And then that just like, you know, leads down to a bunch of questioning and then eventually like drop-offs. Well, I hope by now you're curious about what the four phases <laughs> know, actually are. talking about it for how long? Yeah, we've been building it up for minutes. 10 minutes, guys. <laughs> so hopefully you guys are getting pretty antsy right now, but I'm going to bust through them and then we're going to talk about each one of these in a little bit of detail. But Phase one is figure it out. Phase two is fix the things. Phase three is add back in. And phase four is be on your own. So let's start with phase one, Nicole, the figure it out phase. And this is interesting because you have this as a phase of treatment. Shouldn't you just figure it all out at the initial evaluation? Oh, good question, Jesse. Set me up just perfectly. Right, just tee it up. The park. I would be so good at t-ball if we could play t-ball again. Oh my gosh. We need T-ball for adults. No, we do not. Oh, we would be so good at that. Okay, so I'm teeing it up for you. So why don't you just just figure out the puzzle pieces at the initial evaluation? Okay, so and this is where if you actually do math on like the amount of time that we have, if we're going to allow the patient to talk for as much time as they need to talk, and we're doing an internal and an external evaluation, and for me, pelvic PT ethos-wise, I prioritize an internal evaluation. So in those parts of the non-negotiable things, like we cannot, in my opinion, figure out even a quote unquote simple one symptom, relatively short onset of symptoms in one session. Like there's just physically too many things that you need to assess thoroughly if you're actually doing a head to toe orthopedic assessment and a pelvic floor assessment and figuring out the why behind all of those aspects, 
then I don't believe that we can ever really finish an evaluation in, on day one, unless you have a two-hour evaluation, which sometimes we do. But really, that's why the figure it out phase is approximately in the first three to five visits, you should have an extremely good idea of what the heck is going on. Sometimes it's a little bit shorter, but like, seriously, it's okay to continue the evaluation into the next session. And, you know, then people get all like weird with, oh, aren't you billing two evaluations? No, it's part of your, you're still, you're treating by evaluating or you're evaluating by treating in the second thing, but you're really still completing aspects of the evaluation that you need to figure figure out what the heck is going on. Number one, what's the pelvic floor reason why their symptoms are there? Number two, what's the external factors that are contributing to that? And number three, why did these symptoms pop up right now for this specific person? And if you could, that takes a long time to figure it out. This is one of the coolest things about essentials. I feel like we can almost hear in that private Facebook group that sigh of relief as people, almost like you give them permission to realize that they don't have to have everything figured out in the first evaluation. And I would even go so far as to say that if you feel like you figure it out in the first session, then you're not doing your job thoroughly, period. Right. We've made some people uncomfortable with saying that. Like, there's just no way. Well, you know, in a couple of the people that work for me when they first start, I'm just like, oh, okay. I almost like trick question them. And for those of you who ever work for me, now you're going to know my trick, but I'm always like, okay, cool. Like after their first evaluation, cool. What's the matter? What are the things that they've got going on? And if they say, oh, I totally got it all figured out. I'm like, "Eh, terrible evaluation. Like there's, it's actually probably no way. There should always be something where you're like, gosh, I need to look at that more in depth the next time to see how much that's contributing to your symptom presentation. We can't go into it because I, I know we have time limitations here, but this is a huge piece of the essentials. You talk about the micro corrections and seeing how people respond to that because that's part of it too, right? Is seeing how people respond to day one. Yeah, because you have to have hypotheses on what's going on and then test those hypotheses the next time to see how they did and all of the things. So So phase one is figure it out and it is okay to quote unquote, evaluate your patient over the first three ish visits, right? And for more, the more complex the patient presentation is, the more things that they have going on, the more symptoms that they have, the longer the symptom onset, the longer the figure it out phase is. And I've heard you talk about this enough now that I know, and it totally makes sense to me from a more patient perspective. But just being honest with patients and like, hey, we didn't even get to talk about, I didn't even get to evaluate A, B, C, and D today. It's like, there's nothing that could get me to want to come back more than to realize that you just blew my mind and you've only looked at like half of me. Yeah. Well, and you know, some people get a little bit weirded out about like, well, you know, does that mean that the patient then is going to think that you're just trying to get them to come back? And it's like, well, you're just being honest. It's all about clinical honesty, right? You should be providing enough value on that first visit and that first session that you're still providing a ton of value and then explaining to them how we need to go into that much detail about this whole other thing we just didn't have time to do. And so that's it. Like you're not like trying to dupe them into coming back to pelvic PT again. You're just like telling them what you found, where we still need to go. And we still need to 
figure it out in some ways. And that's totally fine. So that's phase one. Beautiful. Phase two, fix the things. I feel like this is what everybody thinks that they have down. Right. Well, except for we have to address the elephant in the room. I know the bunch of you guys are getting all cringy about like, well, she said fix. We don't fix people in pelvic PT or physical therapy. Like we're right. You know what? Seriously, cut it out because yes, we do. Like our interventions, our skilled interventions are quote unquote fixing symptoms or significantly decreasing symptoms to the point where we can empower the patient to go on an independent journey and self-manage. That is too long of a title for phase two. Phase two is seriously our skilled intervention is going to, because it's targeted, because we've spent time actually figuring it out, is now going to fix the things. And that's going to create a significant, if not complete, symptom resolution. But what? there's still two more phases. And I think, okay, and this is perfect, right? Because this is where I think you would say that this is where, unfortunately, too many times as a profession, pelvic PT just stops. Physical therapy in general stops. Physical therapy just stops because either... Symptoms are better. Symptoms are better. And we're just like, cool, you can self-manage yourself now. Because miraculously, I don't know why all of a sudden we think that just because symptoms are gone... We actually have no idea, unless we're thinking about it strategically, how far underneath the symptom line are they? They could just be hovering right below the symptom line. And the moment their mother-in-law comes back to visit for Thanksgiving. Boom. (laughs) Ah, the symptoms are back. Dang it. Pelvic PT didn't work for me. Darn it. I thought I was good. I guess. That's the biggest shame, I think, of it for us. Because we hear this so many times from like our our out-of-town people, our remote consults. Pelvic PT did not work for me. And a lot of times we, we see that where it's like, well, what happened with pelvic PT? And they're like, oh, well, I got you know a lot better for a short time. And then I and then stopped going just came and back. then everything came back. So, so I guess it's like kind of okay. And this is where also I get really fired up about a lot of times this is where we have to stop because of insurance shenanigans or reimbursements or authorizations. And we don't really want to do the paperwork and they're kind of okay. And they're sort of fine with being good. And I can kind of teach them the wand. Right. And then we do our patients a disservice when we're letting insurance visits dictate when phase two is over. And that's just like not what we want to be doing. So, so phase two is fix the things. This is where your interventions, your skilled pelvic PT and orthopedic interventions are actually changing symptoms, changing tissue, changing the nervous system, all of using all of the things in whichever way you want, in whichever way your ethos lies that's where phase two is. So at the end of phase two, your patient should be like, oh my gosh, I have never felt better. This is super awesome. They might still have a, a little, you know, over the symptom line every once in a while. But for the big most part, they're like, wow, I am so much better. But our job is only half over. Yeah, this is crazy that that is the halfway point for in your, in your phases here because phase three is add back in. So this is where we can start to... Think about, in certain cases, decreasing the amount of sessions that they're coming in per week or whatever. But the add back in phase is still a very much guided from us way to get them back to doing things that either they want to be doing or things that they never even thought could have been a thing. This is where we're starting to add the things back into their life 
that were, were triggering their symptoms before, and it's still under our guidance. So it's not just, I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't have pain with my erection anymore. Like get back on my horse and go ride for 20 miles again. Yeah. So it's like, right. So it's like you could, in this case, in a peninal neuralgia, biker case, right? Erectile dysfunction, painful erection. You can be like, cool, I'm having intercourse again. This is great. My erection is perfect. This is so wonderful. But are they back to their pre-erection issue self, right? Are they riding with their friends 50 miles a day? You know, have you assessed their bike seat? Have you assessed them on their bike? Like all of those things, like we're just basically, can you go to work and sit and go for a drive without symptoms? Can you get stressed out without symptoms in your day-to-day life? But can, are you actually, we have to guide them into adding back in the things that would basically challenge this. This is where we're challenging the system that we've created. Speaking as a patient, we patients are idiots. And every time you guys tell us to do something, we like in one year, out the other, we go do like what it is we're going to do. This and is then- where the persons are the the patients are forgetting what you told them. Oh yeah, well I thought my symptoms were better, so I didn't have to do all these other things that you told me to. So this is inevitably the time where it's kind of like a teenager where you're like, okay, like go on your own, like do the things, and then Lord knows they need to come back and learn some more life lessons about like, okay, what did that mean? And you're actually teaching them what, what, where they need to go with their add back in, right? Where they need to make adjustments that they can't just stop doing all the things that they need to still do their foam roll program and their stretching and whatever else they're doing. But the add back in phase, basically between phase two and phase three is where a lot of people like just get discharged or people self-discharge if they don't understand where in the, where in the phases they are. But this is a very big communication stick piece of we've gotten your symptoms down now. Then now we need to get you back doing all of the things that you need and want to be doing. With your symptoms still down. With your symptoms still consistently down, even when there is like life happening and all the things. So that's phase three. And that is still very much a guided effort by us. This is not just like, okay, well, why don't you go and try all those things for two months. And if you have some symptoms, like come back, it's like, no, I want you to drop your sessions now down from every week to every other week. In that time, I need you to be doing A, B, C, D, E. And then you're on that second week, when you come back, I need you to report to me all these things. We're going to talk about it. We're going to make sure that everything's good to go. Check pelvic floor, check all the other things that were the why as to what the problem was, and then progress from there in a very uh, methodical manner. But we're still not done. Because Still phase four is be on your own. Stay. Phase four is be on your own. Now you have taught them all of the things that you want them to do to manage them independently. And this is where you're actually seeing, can you do it? This is like your kids go now, not just a teenager in high school. Now your kid's like off to college. All righty. Like, can you actually go from fall all the way to Christmas break without needing my help. No, I'm coming home for laundry. Right, right. All of a sudden we have all these kind of other issues and can they independently manage a flare, right? This might be where you add in. So a telehealth visit to see like, where are you and how are you doing for 30 minutes to check back in? Again, this is a guided section, but with less of the 
directly coming into the clinic every two seconds. Right, because phase still, four, they're coming in less often, almost almost entirely, right? Yeah, so this is where I'm like, okay, now that we've, we've in the ad back in phase, we might be still seeing them weekly, then we drop them down to once every couple of weeks. And then in the be on your own phase, when we've consistently in phase three had symptom reduction as they're adding bad things back in, now we're like, okay, cool. Now let's test it for a month. Now you're going to make appointment in four weeks. You're going to live your life. You're going to do the things. If you flare, you have all of the tools. Like, let me know how that goes. They still have to come back and report to you on how that went and write down any challenges, journal, whatever you want to do. But this is still, again, a guided area. And then once they've proven to you that that can be that they can do that and manage all of the different varying things that can happen over a month or two, then we can talk about what we're actually going to do with you from then on out. Are we going to stay in the be on your own phase? Are we going to, you know, then then we can start to talk about your business model and and all of the things about wellness checks and stuff like that. If you want to keep doing that, but, but that now we can safely say you are done with your plan of care. And this is where you create super fans too, of people who aren't coming back in or aren't saying, Oh, public PD was like, okay, it helped me a little bit. But these are the people who are now going out and telling every single one of their family members, even if they don't want to hear it around Thanksgiving dinner, that they need to go see a public PT. Oh, because they're going to help me do this. And they're going to help you do that. And Uncle Dan, you're getting up a lot from the dinner table to go to the bathroom. You really need to go to see a public PT. Or the thing is, is like that other people will see so much like progress in you. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're a completely different person than you were, but you were still the same person in phase two. You just don't have symptoms. Now we're talking about actually transforming somebody's ability to do things with their pelvic health, not even being a concern, but that has been guided by you and strategically happened in that thing. And you've been in the driver's seat, slowly letting go of the reins and then letting the people take over. With your pelvic health, not even being a concern. I feel like that is the underlying message of this, where people don't have to live in fear. They don't have to be thinking about it. That just seems like that is where we want people to be. So I hope we can leave you with that. The guys, the four phases of treatment, Nicole talks about this a ton in the Pelvic PT Essentials course. If you guys want to register for that, I will put a link in the show notes. That but is I, just one of the things that we talk. That's only literally one part of one module to tell you how yeah. much is in that course. But I do want you, no matter what you end up doing, I do want you to think about patients that you're seeing currently and like what phase, do you know what phase they're in? Number one. Number two, are you actually communicating that to them? And again, you know, newsflash, it's not like you're saying, oh, patient, you're in phase three. It's like, just articulate the types of things that you want to achieve in that phase. So I hope this has been really helpful for you guys. If you have questions, if you have comments, let us know. Let's always keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise. Rise.